Hello and welcome to the Green Pole Podcast. Tonight we return to preview our home tie with West Ham on Saturday. Tonight I'm joined by Oscar. How are you doing, mate? Not too bad, not too bad, thank you. Lovely stuff. And we're joined by Joe. How are you doing, mate? I'm doing good, doing good. Happy to be here. Lovely. It's great to have you back and great to have you both on the podcast tonight. Um, so yeah, before we get started with um, with the Irons, I thought we'd just, um, I just want to get a brief reaction from both of you after our frustrating loss to Bournemouth last weekend. Of course, we didn't didn't have a Bournemouth reaction podcast, unfortunately, but yeah, what, what are your thoughts and were there any positives to take? Oscar, I'll start with you. Anything to take from that? Uh, there's an old uh, adage in football, which is, um, it was a game of two halves. Uh, so, but I think first half, first half, we were very good, obviously, you know. I think towards the end, we started to, um, our defence sort of, they, they didn't perform to their usual fairly high standards. And I see, I, I've noticed that last um, sort of few games, yeah, last few games, they haven't necessarily been quite up to their usual very high standards. And um, second half, it kind of fell apart. It did, it kind of, it did fall apart. And I think that's partly due to um, Bournemouth's mindset. You know, they're in a relegation battle. We we remember what that's like, but they, I think they have a fairly hard run into the end of the season. And I think this was one of their, one of their, Fulham is one of their, Fulham at home is uh, Fulham, at home for them is one of their more winnable games that they have left. And I think the team sort of Bournemouth realized that and they fought a lot harder because for them, the season's far from over, but for us, at least now, um, unless something dramatically changes somehow, you know, we're not being relegated. I mean, maybe Europe doesn't look too close, but no one was even expecting that from us. So I don't think the, I don't think the players really necessarily have that in them. I don't, it's, it's. I was very annoyed post match about it. More annoyed than I was actually by Banu because we just lacked the. We lacked any desire in the second half. We, we, you know, we. I'm not saying they weren't trying. They were trying, but we usually create much more than that. And I've noticed that last few games we're starting to create less and less and less. Maybe that's because you know we've reached our aim. We've avoided relegation, but I don't know. It just feels like kind of a letdown because of the amazing season we've had. Yeah, it certainly was a bit of a feeble second half. And even though it's, it, it is just Bournemouth in itself, it is a bit frustrating considering the teams around us are picking up points. Uh, Joe, what would you what would you add to that? I mean, it's a shame, isn't it? We were so good in the first half. And then second half, I think it all just came down to fight. I mean, Bournemouth came out and they just, it looked like they really wanted to win. They made two half-time subs, which contributed significantly. I mean, they set up the goal, one of them scored the goal, which was a, a lovely strike. It was just so disappointing. But the problem is there's, what, nine teams in this relegation battle? And if we want to finish the season as strong as we started it, then there are so many teams that are going to be showing that sort of fight. It's not just going to be Bournemouth. And if the players are letting themselves down like they did in that second half, then this is going to be a pretty consistent thing. I mean, the team was so good first half. It was It was kind of reminiscent of the United game. First half, we just looked so good. And sure, United game, there was a very specific moment of implosion, whereas this game, it was a bit different. But it just, it was disappointing in the end. Yeah, it, it was quite annoying. Um, of course, all the teams around us are picking up points because of their games in hand. So I think we definitely need to keep in it in terms of getting up, picking up points. And obviously on paper, our, our next sort of games are, are favourable in terms of the fixtures. Um, obviously, our next is against West Ham. 
who are, who are currently losing to Newcastle. Um, but of course, before we get onto that, to continue Fulham's busy week um, amidst the the loss, we've had the verdict of Mitru, Mitrovic's attempted murder of Chris Kavanagh. He has got an eight game ban, which is now seven because he's already missed the Bournemouth game. And Marco Silva has a touchline ban of two games. Uh, would you say these bans are fair? Um, how how are the seven how are the next seven games going to look without having Mitrovic? Uh, J- Oscar, I'll start with you. Um, so first, I'll comment. I'll comment on the ban first. I don't think the ban itself, and I have no problem with the length of the ban. Eight matches, fair, fair enough. What what he did was not okay, but I have one sticking issue, and that's consistency. And firstly, the consistency in what people who have done things like him have done. You know, there are people who have put. You know, um, there's oh, there's that Italian player who properly pushed down the referee's name. The Canio, yeah, that's it. And he only got yeah. eight games. He only eight or nine get eight or nine games. It's ridiculous. And um, there are also players who've done far worse than him. You know, things like racism, but they or racist abuse. Sorry, but they they've gotten actually less than what he got. It's it's crazy to me to think that the FA. The FA sort of kind of, they think that Fulham are an easy target or, th- or they think Mitrovic is an easy target. And there are only sort of two reasons that just spring to mind. Why? Firstly, because Fulham is a small club. And secondly, because Mitrovic kind of has this stereotype, you know, whether it's because he's Serbian, whether it's because of his physical appearance, because he is a big guy at the end of the day. You know, it's, it's something about this just makes it really easy target for them to just throw the book at us because... At the end of the day, what he did wasn't okay. So anyone who's sort of defending that makes it, it's quite easy to paint a picture that they're either just whining because, you know, club bias, you know, you support a club, you're going to defend that club. Or be, or they're just painting us like we think it's okay to abuse refs. So, yeah, I don't think the next, about the next few games, I think if Vinicius actually turns up one of these games, I think we'll be all right. And that's all I want from him, just to turn up to like, I think against West Ham is an ideal game. You know, we're at home, it's not, it's one of the easier opponents in the Premier League. I don't know, obviously, every team in the Premier is a serious team. And, but I think this is one of the most winnable games in this season, despite, you know, a couple of good results they had. So I think if Vinicius turns up here, I think that's all I, that's all I want from him, really. Just turn up one or two games and just just perform better than a, a Bournemouth because it wasn't just him, in fairness, but... He was sort of one person I really noticed to be particularly poor in the second half. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Joe, what would you add to that? Yeah, I think um, eight games didn't come as much of a surprise. I mean, if you looked at all of the numbers that were being thrown around on Twitter, you saw 10-game bans. I saw that one uh, guy in RefWatch that said something like half a year ban or something like that. (laughs) Um, So I think eight games was kind of to be expected. Do I think it's fair? Uh, I don't know. Um, like Oscar said, there's been so many cases in the past of worse things happening, like De Canio pushing the ref. I guess we are in a new age now where they're really trying to stamp ref abuse out of the game. But would I classify what he did as ref abuse? Obviously, it was wrong what he did. But I don't know if there wasn't such a whole big thing about it and if he wasn't sent off by it. I don't know if anyone would have gone back to that moment and been like, oh, how dare he have done that? The thing is with Mitrovic, he's... He's always the first player to go to the referee. Whenever any incident happens with regarding anyone on the pitch, he's always the first man to go and argue about it, which I guess does show passion, but he does need to hold himself back a little bit. Um, Marco Silva, and to be honest with you, I'm a little bit excited to see what 
Louis Beaumorte's got up his sleeve. I mean, something needs to change. Last four games haven't been great. Who knows? Maybe Beaumorte get us into back into winning ways. Um, Carlos Vinicius for seven games. I mean, we've got the thing is Dan James can play striker as well. Also, not a great option though. Um, I'm always weirdly excited to watch Vinicius play before the games. I always think oh, today's going to be the day where he's going to prove everyone wrong. I think he's a very likeable player. I think he, although to be honest, he's not great. I think he does put his all in and I think he tries his hardest and he likes the club. Um, but Mitrovic is going to be such a huge miss, especially since the way we play is centred around him, putting it out to the wings, putting the ball into the box to him. Luckily, Vinicius is tall. I remember a few seasons ago under Parker in the championship, when Mitrovic would get suspended and we'd stick Bobby Reed up front and we'd be constantly pinging in crosses to Bobby Reed as if he'd be able to head it in. Um, but oh, it's it's disappointing. We're, we're lucky, though, that we do have such a buffer zone between the clubs that are in trouble that it shouldn't affect us too much. Yeah, I mean, we are lucky to have that gap, but of course... The gap is, is it can grow closer. We want to make sure we do keep picking up the points. Um, just on Benicius, I personally think that he obviously we need to get behind him because, of course, we've got seven games of him expecting to be up front. Um, and I, I personally think he, he, he's shown quality in the past. We've seen it in a few cameos, uh, like when he came on against Brentford in that 3-2 loss and then obviously scoring the winner against Chelsea. I think if he gets the ball rolling with with one game, which really fulfills his confidence, I think he can go on a bit of a run and really help us to get some some important results. But of course, it it does leave it to be seen um, from obviously on, on West Ham. Uh, in terms of the bands, I think I think eight is it's far too disproportionate. But of course, it is better than what people were saying in terms of throwing about the ten game bands, the the six months, the the imprisonment, whatever else there was being thrown about. I think eight games, I think we'll have to settle for it is fair. But I think the bit which is not fair and are really inconsistent is the FA uh, that wanting to appeal it to increase the ban um, because they are trying to crack down on this referee abuse, as we've said, even though it's not really abuse. Um, I think it's a bit spineless from the FA. I think it's a bit cruel and it's becoming almost a personal attack on Mitrovic himself, as you both have have rightfully brought to light. Um, I think they should be ashamed of how they've handled this entire situation. There seems to be a lack of consistency across multiple decisions. Um, and I just think, yes, we'll have to settle for it. But if if anything else comes from it in terms of the FA's appealing, appealing of it, we we can't settle for this. And I hope the club um, go full force into into their lawyers or whatever else to, to, to just prevent it because it is, it's rather, rather disappointing. Um, from the so FA. I had a quick question. Yeah, sure. Um, for Marco Silva, I'm assuming he would like in in the games where he's banned, he would like communicate with Bermorte for like instructions when it comes to subs. Yeah, and yeah, stuff. he would. He would. And he's... also, is he allowed on the uh, in the changing rooms at half time? Um, I, I believe so. so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I believe he'll probably be up in the uh, in the stands with Jim and Jamie watching down from there like he was when we played Sunderland in the FA Cup and he was up in the stands because he had a touchline ban there as well but I think Louis Boamorte ball I think we're, we're in for a treat here as you as you said Joe stick um, Boamorte up front do you see that yeah, goal, we must, you see the goal and that's friendly Celtic Rangers yeah. if <laughs> Vinicius isn't working there we go we've got another option <laughs> I was gonna say just chuck Louis Boamorte up front and all of our problems will be solved <laughs> um 
But yeah, we'll, we'll push that aside now and kind of move on to the Irons. Um, of course, lots of VAR controversies last time at the London Stadium. I think we can hope for a return to winning ways on Saturday. Uh, boys, what are your thoughts going into this one? Oscar, I'll, I'll start with you. Um, it's probably one of the more... It's at the premise of hard league, obviously, but it's um, whenever I said this, it's never gone right. But it's one of our more winnable games. If we turn up, it's definitely, definitely a winnable game. And um, they had a couple good results against one of some of the weaker teams. But if we go back to our, um, go back to the good old days of sort of not even the start of the season, but just before the last sort of five games or so, the way we played back then. I think we have a good chance of coming out with this with, with the result. Um, I don't think they're quite close enough, if my memory of the table serves, to sort of be in that. I know they're in the relegation battle, but they're not. They're not in danger at the moment. I think, and you know, with um, Bur- uh, Bournemouth, they had that. You know, that incentive because incentive that they'd be able to actually get out because I think they were in the relegation zone at the start, but their win against us um, put them out by I think a point or two. So I don't. I think. We have definitely a chance to win that, and it's a winnable game. If Vinicius turns up, we should be hopeful of a result. Yeah, I mean, on paper, it does seem like a much more winnable game, but we thought that with Bournemouth, and because they're in the same relegation scrap, they did put up a more of a fight. Of course, West Ham's defence wasn't looking the best against Newcastle tonight, losing, I think, 4-1 now, isn't it? Um, which is not the best, and it doesn't really pose a good advert. But, Joe, what would you add to that? What are your thoughts going into Saturday? Well... As we speak, it's 4-1 to Newcastle against West Ham. So I think if we're talking about form going into the game, even though we're not in great form, they're coming off of a heavy loss to Newcastle. And I guess with Newcastle, Newcastle have quite a lot to fight for as well. But we've got so much competition in our squad for places, or we've got a good amount of competition for places. Why not put in players that are going to show fight? Why not, I don't know, give Kearney a start. I know Reed's been doing Reed has been doing well. He's one of the players that always is running everywhere. But just change it up a little bit. I mean, we've got a very consistent lineup, which don't get me wrong, is a good thing. But maybe stick some changes in for West Ham, see what some of the other boys can do. I mean, like I mentioned earlier, Dan James, I don't know when the last time he was given a proper chance was. Um, sure he's never looked great for us, but he did score, win a penalty before this season in his limited appearances. So, I don't know, throw some new faces in there. I wouldn't mind it. Um, Shore up the defence. We never really do great against West Ham, though. I checked just before we spoke, and the last time we beat West Ham was 2014. Um, So, it's been a while, but, I mean, we're we're doing it all this season, aren't we? We're we're doing better than we have in ages. So, So, why not? That's what I say. Yeah, I mean, home crowd on a Saturday afternoon against West Ham. I think if we lose this one, it would certainly be quite disappointing. Um, and we have, well, not reason to be concerned as such, but I think we, in all, in terms of staying in it with the teams above us, I think it would be quite the loss considering all the points that are being collected. Um, not 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 from Chelsea, though, because they're still below us. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, just on that, actually, in terms of the teams picking up the points around us, it, do, would you say the next few results are kind of vital to being to staying in it in terms of being in and around those teams, having the competition and and kind of fighting for that top top half finish? Um, well, I, I hate to be a pessimist, but in my opinion, I think the dreams of Europe are over. 
I think now with Villa as well. I mean, Villa have gone above us now and they've won, apart from Arsenal, since Emery's been appointed, they've won the most games in the league. So with teams like them, Brighton, Brentford, Chelsea, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with Chelsea. But um, with teams like that, I just, I can't see us maintaining when we were looking like we were consistently fighting for seventh and stuff like that. But um, don't get me wrong. I mean, beginning of the season, we would have snapped your hand off for 17th. So all in all, I think whatever happens, it's been a great season. I think there's, I think there's such a little chance that we will slip down into that relegation battle, even with Mitrovic out and so forth. I think it's really unlikely, especially with the amount of teams that are in it. There's sure to be a few that will, that will keep faltering. Um, I mean, with this West Ham game, I think as long as it's not as bad as our previous game with them, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, I think that's pretty fair. Oscar, what would you say? Um, in terms of staying in it, it really kind of depends. It, I don't think, yeah, as, as I have to agree with Joe here, I think Europe is probably out of our reach this season. And to be honest, I don't really mind because... You know, we we only talking about Europe because of how well we're doing. But we have to remember at the start of the season. I know this has been said, but it needs to be said again. At the start of the season, he said it. You know, we'd, we'd have snapped your hand off for seventeenth. So I think even the talk of seventh, even for if it was only for a couple of months, that really just shows how good we've been this season. And you know, if we start to falter now, you know, our squad does have limits. It's one of the smaller squads, less developed squads in the Prem. It. It shows just sort of how well Marcus Silva has done, how well his team have done with the limited squad they've had for whatever reason. They've, they've done really well. And I think no matter what happens against West Ham or against the next few games, as long as as long as we stay out of that relegation battle, I couldn't care if we come. Because obviously if we're 17th, then we'd be in that relegation battle. But as long as we come around, I don't know, 13th, 14th, even 15th, I, I would not only be satisfied with that, but I'd be very, very, very happy with that. And I think this was a very good season because this is, I think what we've shown is we have potential. And with the, um, hopefully, a busy transfer window at the end of the season, we can sort of start to develop and look forward to next season, where I think maybe we could start looking at Europe, maybe Conference League or, you know, if we have a really good season, Europa League's it's crazy to say that now after the last season, but yeah, I think if if we're not in it, it doesn't matter. We've had such a good season. Yeah, I think you've raised some good points there, and I definitely agree that I think the main target is now staying out of this massive relegation battle, which seems to be probably what shaping up to be one of the best in many in many years as well. So I think remaining where we are at the moment is good, um, even if we aren't battling for those places a high, higher above. Because at the end of the day, as we've as we've all said. Staying in the Premier League, that's uh, in the first in in the top half of the table is just impressive in itself. Um, so yeah, and, and it has just finished five one um, to West to, to Newcastle there. So that's quite quite damage for West Ham, who probably will come back fighting against Fulham, which we hope doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, uh, just on that, what's um, of course we got Willian back for the game on Saturday after his one match suspension. Do you think he'll be a big boost to the starting eleven? Um I think he'll come in for Solomon, probably. I think Marco seems to prefer Willian um to Solomon. I, I do think he's a boost though, yeah. I think he's offered a lot this season. He's proved lots of us wrong. Um so yeah I'm excited to see Willian back. 
yeah, that's pretty good. I'm sure you are as well, Oscar. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Great player. Lovely. Looking forward to it. Yeah. What, what would your starting 11 be, Oscar? I'll start with you. Um, unchanged, except unchanged from last time. Um, apart from I'd sub on, I'd put on William instead of Solomon. That's pretty agreeable. Joe, what would you change? Well, like I said, I'm open to changes. I'm, I want to be surprised. I, like I said, I've liked the consistency this season with the lineup, and it always is a good thing if you've got a consistent lineup and got consistent starters. But hey, I, I wouldn't mind if we had some, if we threw in someone like Dan James, or I know Wilson's not been great either, but why not? I mean, things are. Yeah, why not put on all these bad players? <laughs> no, but but like Tom Kearney as well. Tom Kearney's been great when he's come on this season. I don't know where exactly he'd fit, but I'm sure Marco's the tactical genius. I'm sure he'll make it work. Yeah, I, I I'd I'd agree there. I mean, I think we'll expect the usual usual suspects um with the addition of Willian. But as you said, Joe, there is argument for um for some of the for some of the other players to come in and fight for their place. Um, but it will be interesting to see how we shape up and hopefully we can um, shape up in a way that carves out of a um, a deserved victory, hopefully. Um, what would your score predictions be, Oscar? I'll start with you. 2-1 Fulham. 2-1 Fulham, starting off with a nice strong win. Joe, keep it consistent. I'm going to go 1-0 Fulham just because I want to predict us to win, but I don't know if we can score more than one goal. <laughs> I think that's pretty fair, especially without the Mitch- without Mitrovic there. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to build on this with the optimism and go for a 2-0 Fulham victory because we're at home um, and I think we will return to winning ways on, on Saturday so yeah we, we have to if we've all predicted a win right, we're going to win yeah if we don't win now you know we this is the cursed podcast if we don't win now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. let's hope that we do win otherwise we're going to have a lot of questions to, to, to answer um, do you have do you have anything else you, anything else you'd like to mention boys uh, come on, you whites! Keep it rolling. Lovely, Oscar. Or, anything? Or start it rolling. Get it rolling yes, again. Start it re-rolling. Yeah. Um, I think you've taken the words right out of my, right out of my mouth, Joe. <laughs> Lovely stuff. But yeah, boys, thank you very much for joining me tonight. It's been brilliant to talk to you. Um, um as we said, we we hope for a a win on Saturday. Um, so yeah, have a great evening and come on, you whites.